Well, come on, you know this one. We need a brave knight who's willing to step up and kill the beast. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Popcorn and a Movie. I'm David. I'm Selena. And this weekend is the last full weekend of January. Usually this month, the studios don't have a lot of confidence in their films, and we get a lot of stuff that's not that great. But surprisingly, we have a great one for you. It's called The Kid Who Would Be King, and Selena's going to explain it. So this is actually a great movie. It has a nice new twist on an old tale about King Arthur. And yeah, I'm really surprised by this one because I think you and I both went into it just saying, okay, we're not really expecting too much out of it. Watching the trailer, I was kind of, eh, I don't know if I really want to watch it, but it's King Arthur's story and I love King Arthur. And the thing is to me, I'm a little curious on how many people still like the King Arthur story or how many of the younger generation is interested in King Arthur nowadays because a lot of the movies that come out nowadays about King Arthur don't get much business. The last one that Guy Ritchie did with uh, Charlie Hunnam mm -hmm. and and Jude Law. One, okay. wasn't good, no. and two, didn't pull in a lot of business. And I can kind of see why with that, because to me, the way they did that one was almost like how they did Great Wall with Matt Damon, and it was just terrible. And to me, that one actually seemed more like they did um, the new Robin Hood. It was kind of like how they did King Arthur, but uh, this one, I'm really surprised that nobody went to go see it, because I looked at the box office report, and... It was in second or third place, but it was like way low. It was only like $10 million compared to the number one spot again was Glass, which was like $19, 20000000 million. But, but everybody who's a big fan of Unbreakable and Split have been waiting for Glass too. That is true. And I'm kind of curious because I'm kind of disappointed that not many people have gone to see The Kid Movie King because it's a lot of fun. Like it's the same King Arthur story or kind of the same King Arthur story, but you get this new twist where you have the modern day mixed with the old times. And I thought this was based off a book at one point. It's actually not. It's an original story story or a yes. new a new version of it, but done with an original twist to it. See, and what I like about it is you still get your King Arthur in here, which obviously it's the kid who will be king. So it's actually going to be Louis Ashbourne Circus, which he's absolutely great in. He's amazing in this one, and at first I didn't know he was Andy Serkis' son until we looked him up. I'm like, wait, no, it can't be. And then once I saw him, you know, he looks like his dad. He looks like his dad, and there was actually a part in the movie, that I'm glad they didn't do this, where, because his dad, the Alex's dad is not in the movie at all. Mm -hmm. And I thought there would come a point where he would come in, like either someone, some actors playing his dad, or even Andy Serkis comes in and plays his dad. That would be cute. It would be, I think it would be a little too hokey. That's yeah. just for me, though, but... I'm glad they didn't do that because it would have been a little too cheap. But I, yeah, no, I was really surprised by this. And it's really, they mix, what are they, like middle schoolers, high schoolers? I, I think they're in, at least with America, they're in middle school. Because yeah. in UK they called it something else. Mm -hmm. But I think it's equivalent to our middle school. Yeah, so they're middle schoolers. And Alex is this kid who's kind of an outcast. You know, he doesn't have a lot of friends except for uh, betters. And... <laughs> You know, then one day he finds a sword and a stone and is the only one that can pull it out. And then he tries to put it back and no one else can take it out except for him. And what I love is when, like, his backpack is shield and he just kind of sticks his sword in the back and rips a hole in his backpack. I mean sheath? Or sheath, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, shield you block. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That's, that, that's the little triangle pedestrian yeah, that yeah, you see on I the posters. Know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was so cute. They do a lot of the old, you know, they take the... Nice to the round table. It's like, oh, there's a square table, but oh no, take the pop extender. Up the leaves. Yeah, pop up the leaves. That's now it's a round table. Yeah, I don't have a shield. Take a street sign. Yeah, you know, just a lot of this modern stuff that they can use for. And a lot battle. of it are 
very on the fly with them too because they're just kids there's no adults mm-hmm. well with an exception of Merlin but even then Merlin doesn't show up a whole lot to help they have to figure it out which I actually liked about that was in King Arthur you have Merlin helping Arthur out along the way but with this one the kids are trying to figure out themselves with what resources they actually have and what can they use to go ahead and try to fight off um, the bad guy which is actually Morgana yeah, and she's played by Rebecca Ferguson. I like Rebecca Ferguson a lot, but she didn't really have a whole lot to do here, and I was really disappointed by that because she did seem really intimidating in the very beginning, but then when you get more into the story and she's not there or she's kind of like stuck in one position, and then when she finally breaks free and starts to attack, it just didn't do much for me. I will say when they got to the animation part towards the end, I was a little disappointed because the beginning when they had it was absolutely awesome and great. And the way that they actually did having her as the bad person kind of made a little sense to me because she is a bad person in the original ones. Mm -hmm. But then she also makes a comment that she's the last Pendragon. And I'm thinking, what happened to your son? Where's Mordred then? They don't take everything from the original King Arthur story and bring it into this. They just take little elements here and there. Back to that animation part, in the very beginning they have this introduction to King Arthur and who King Arthur is. And it's done in a very nice animated form that I actually wanted that to be its own movie but I think that could be that animation style could be geared more maybe toward adults mm-hmm. the way it looks because it seems more heavy metal kind of look to it and then when they bring in the live action portion that's a lot of fun to watch this movie was actually made for 60 million dollars so that's probably oh, wow. why the effects didn't look as great but it looked fine for what they were you know, this wasn't going to be a big $200 million blockbuster. And I think if it did that, it'd be a lot more of a loss for Fox than it is now. And with this one, I like that it is one a family film because for us adults who have grown up reading King Arthur stories, mm-hmm. we can watch it and know, okay, I, I know who these characters are, who, you know, these knights of the round table are and how they correlate with the book. And then it kind of gets our kids to be able to want to actually read the King Arthur stories again, too, because of the new twists that they have. And then there's a special part that I love at the end of the movie, which I'm not going to say here, mm-hmm. that they do with the twist. And I really like how the entire time I was watching this, I kept on thinking, I could have watched this as a kid. It throws back to the way films were made back when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. And the way, because it's not crass. The one thing I was expecting is like, okay, is it going to be crass because they have like a lot of dirty jokes that are not too adult but or the poop humor yeah the poop humor there is one scene in the beginning when merlin comes in he's in the younger form and he's just walking around naked (laughs) that was like the closest they got to really being dirty with for this movie and the kid that played merlin was so good too was um agnes Agnes Emery as young Merlin. He's amazing when he does his little trick thing and his magic. His magic. It's amazing though he does it. And then every time he sneezes, he turns into an owl and or or well, he does both. He turns into an owl or he turns into the adult Merlin, which is um, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart is. <laughs> I didn't think at first that he was going to lock uh, screen time, but then before they went along, he was doing. They got a lot of screen time or enough screen time, I should say. Um, but yeah, it, it was a lot of fun to watch him. It was a lot of fun to watch the other kid as young Merlin. Oh, yeah. And, and then you see his friend Betters, who then tries magic later on, and it's a lot of fun to see that, too. But yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I was really, really surprised by this. 
I was too because when I was watching it with you, I got really excited and a lot of the scenes. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so cool! Yay! Look at all the magic! Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the end part was a little. Yeah, it does drag for a little too long. I think there's this long period of time where I watch. I'm like, I'm having a lot of fun. I really love this movie. And then it gets closer to the end, and it kind of the steam runs out, mm-hmm. and that's when it just doesn't really go like the, all the magic, all the enjoyment that was in the first hour and 15, 20 minutes or so kind of loses its momentum. What I really liked was when we actually watched the screening for this, there were a lot of families with a lot of little kids. Mm-hmm. And it interested me because normally when we watch a kid movie, we're going to expect kids to be talking or, sure. or a little, you know, some kind of a noise. But there wasn't a lot of noise. I was kind of surprised. So I wonder how many of the kids were actually really into the movie. I was just thinking the same thing, too, because I think the only thing that was kind of a disturbance wasn't really noise, but the girl that had the light-up shoes, but Mm-mm. that's whatever. Yeah, I really am curious how many of that generation is going to watch this King Arthur, fall in love with it, and then go back to reading the original story, maybe even seeing, like, Excalibur, the 1980s movie, or even the Clive Owen, Keira Knightley version that came out in 2004. Isn't that one on Karen Knightley being... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking Robin Hood, where she's the daughter of Robin Hood. I don't know about that. Yeah, it's... I, I don't remember she's exactly went, what it's called, but she does play um, Robin Hood's daughter. Maybe Prince of Thieves, but then again... No, it's okay. not no, Yeah, I don't remember then, but... Um, I don't think... We, it was one that we actually didn't watch because we didn't know that there was one. Mm, okay. I remember we came across that. Yeah, Okay. No, she was Guinevere in that one. Actually, Guinevere's not even in the story. They... No? Well, he, she's too... <laughs> These kids are in middle school. How are you going to expect the most beautiful woman that's, you know, besides Helen of Troy to be in this movie and have a little kid fall in love? Well, I wasn't really saying that. They could have turned her into a warrior like they did with the Keira Knightley one, and they don't really need to have a love story to it, but... That is true, but I kind of didn't like that. They made her into yeah. a warrior, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a lot of fun. The animation in the very beginning is great to watch. So this is directed by an uh, indie filmmaker named Joe Cornish, who only did one other movie before this, directed one other movie before this. So this is his second film. It's not like a giant step up, like he's not doing a Marvel movie or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I'm really hoping this catches on, like more people see it and go, okay, this is actually a lot of fun. I wouldn't mind them making like a little series out of this. I was just going to say that too. This will be really cute as a series because mm-hmm. the way they do the story, it doesn't necessarily have to follow the kids. It could go with a different kid in a different time. Mm-hmm. So I actually kind of want to see that because they did make a point saying, well, you don't have to be a blood of a pen dragon, which it made a lot of sense because the sword comes when it's needed. And when the world needs a leader. Mm-hmm. And this also works really well. Be- and I love that they set it in this modern time in the uh, middle school setting because a lot of it also has that great theme of dealing with bullies, you know, growing up in a single parent household. And it shows kids that they can rise above all this at the mm-hmm. same time introducing them to King Arthur. And it works really well for this movie. You know, this is. Again, the last week in January, a lot of the Oscar stuff's coming out, or not coming out, but people are catching up on it, like us. I seriously want more people to see this. It's a lot of fun. It's not perfect, but it's a lot of fun to watch. I wouldn't mind seeing it again. Probably, I think for rating-wise, I'd give it like a 7.5, because it's, it's good. I'd see it again, but there is that little part where it just loses steam, and it's not as fun as it was the, per- the first half of the movie or so. See, I give it an 8, um, because there are flaws, and mm-hmm. we both have talked about some of the flaws off. 
there, but I'm giving it higher mainly because I think this will actually capture a lot of kids' attention. And a kid's not going to see the flaws that we actually see. But when they watch it when they're an adult, they'll see it. Just like how we're watching films now that are that you know we loved when we were little. And mm -hmm. then we look at it, why did we love this? <laughs> Happens quite a bit, actually. Yeah. But I can, I can see this one if the parents, or not the parents, but the teachers don't want to have them watch The Sword in the Stone. Mm -hmm. They want to watch a more live-action version. Have them watch this one because it's perfect. It's family-friendly. There's nothing too bad can't really watch a lot of the other King Arthur films because no. they're geared more toward adults, but this one I think would be a good introduction to King Arthur for kids today if they've already seen The Sword in the Stone, however many times they've seen it. Yeah, it's a really cute one. It's one that I would actually recommend just as an adult to go see it to bring back your little childhood. And if you have a family, definitely take your kids to go watch us. Absolutely. And I think that concludes our episode. Yeah, we only had one movie this week. There wasn't a whole lot that came out. But unfortunately, everybody pushes everything right before the holidays, so and then, nothing's left for January. Yeah, of course. But, <laughs> but thank you guys for tuning in, and we will catch you guys next time on Popcorn and Movie. Bye, guys.